and click. I did want to talk about. Oh, hey, we're back again. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the, bringing up the next topic. Before you tell me what it is, let's get rolling. Um, so, Surprise. Yeah, so, okay. So, update on me. What's been what's been happening with... So, people that people that don't know, um, I've been... Done, I'm done, selling, done. I'm selling my house. I'm moving down to the Myrtle Beach. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina right now with my wife and my daughter. We're moving down there more for my daughter because they have better schooling. I mean, like amazing schooling, and they just have so much more things for her. And obviously, life is once you have children, you you know, you just do anything for them. So oh, it's yeah. like, yeah. Um. So we finally sold our house. It was very stressful last time we did this uh, podcast. Uh, but we finally sold the house. But it's not really sold. It's under contract, which it's getting there. It it's way off my shoulder, but it's still kind of stressful because. We got an inspection and an appraisal. Um, so if the appraisal isn't as much as we sold it for, we have to lower the price. If the inspection comes back bad, we either have to fix the problem or just tell them we'll lower the price and they can fix it themselves. So And they can back out at any time. Yep. The only plus side of this is something called due diligence, which is uh, money that they put down. So if they do back out, we still have – they'll give. they're basically just giving us money. They're giving us money no matter what. It's like an extra incentive to pick them, which mm -hmm. we got. But if they back out, we don't have to give it back to them. Yeah. Now, if they don't, they don't back out. We still don't have to give it back to them. We just keep it. But it, you know, so it's just one of those. It's weird. It's a weird situation. Uh, yeah, that's always been a legal bribe. Yeah, basically. Um, but anyway, so pick we... me over these other people <laughs> here. Literally. So... We um we're moving into an apartment, and then we're we're probably gonna get a house built in Myrtle Beach. We decided that you know we had this lease in the apartment for like nine months, and I think that's how long it would take to get a house built. So we went down there yesterday, um, and it's all it's it's fun because it's like it's that tourist town. So you're like, oh, it's like going to the beach and everything. But we went down there to check out the school, to check out the apartment that we haven't seen that I signed already for. Um, but on the way down there, I saw something, and this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, we have to pass through a lot of like towns, like mm -hmm. just random towns, and um, I don't understand like what happened to these towns. These are some rundown towns. Like you see, like buildings just falling apart. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to the like economy. Like, no. but at one point, the like just the the thought of like ghost towns i mean this is what they are they're ghost towns and there's so many of them on the way to myrtle beach at least i've now i've seen a lot coming you know in maryland there was there was a couple that i've seen in my day and i've driven in pa and i've seen some weird stuff and but this is bad alex i mean i've seen i mean manufacturing like, left the south honestly like uh, it, i mean it went to the midwest but it hadn't disappeared in the south yet yeah but uh, manufacturing left the south and it crippled it it couldn't handle the the bubble break it was one of the worst hit places in the states after the bubble burst in 2008 uh, it just uh everything's run down and nobody has the money circulating yet to drive development everybody's still kind of holding on to their their uh properties as assets uh that will eventually start to accumulate value uh it, it, everybody's playing the the longer game these days, especially in the South, uh, and it, it's yeah. stalling development. 
entirely. That's why everything looks so run down and it drives people out of that place, which lowers the price, uh, which which hurts the person holding on to it and incentivizes them to hold on to it longer so it'll recover. Uh, but all that, it just continues to cycle until it spirals out and everybody's holding on to worthless nonsense that is actually detriment to them if they try to work that land and get it uh, functional again. Uh, because well, then just, they have to deconstruct a bunch of shit. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Like, the only thing I can compare it to up in Maryland that I know of was where uh, there used to be a Bethlehem Steel. I think they... Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that was uh, the whole middle Atlantic Sparrows, region. Sparrows Point area, all that little area right there. Well, just... It wasn't just there. It was all, there were communities like that all throughout yeah. Maryland. And it's crazy because, so all these towns, obviously, they have... Uh, you know they have factories and me you know chris and i were just talking we we're like you know just imagine <laughs> like a shoe factory for instance yeah yeah 40 years ago these factories were the reason why they built all this stuff in this town was because of this factory and i wonder like it's crazy to me because it, it just reminds me of like the wild west like you would pull up in a town the, the whole town was like the big popular town but then like three or four years later you would think then the town's a ghost town yeah. Like what happened? Like, but just because one company left, they couldn't figure out how to bring revenue or people back to this town. Like, it's just poor. Like, don't towns have like mayors? Don't they have like little persons that are? There wasn't any affordability to get out. That was the thing. Uh, so, like, if if one company is the uh, the primary supply of employment in a given area, and that company disappears. Uh, everybody's there's a sudden super saturation of labor which drives yeah. uh, the the labor wages down because the uh, companies that are hiring can afford to be choosier there's a greater pool so they don't have to incentivize uh, hey I want this candidate specifically nearly as hard because they've got a better a huge choice pool at that point uh, so wages go down they get suppressed uh, and people can't afford to leave to go somewhere else, and they're caught in a debt cycle, which yeah. fuels the fires of the suppression of uh, property value in general, actually, because like the mortgage, and if you're in a debt spiral, juggling a mortgage on that, uh, you, you're insolvent. You are upside down entirely, and like your property value is gonna go down because it's not likely you'll even be able to pay it. Well, do you think that so like... they jack up your rates and you're fucked longer, harder because this one thing happened? Long and hard. Um, sorry, I'm a child. <laughs> so when you say certain things, I'm just like. Anyway, um, like... take a deep breath and let it all in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like rebuild so obviously cities are getting overpopulated don't have the money to well they need to they, I don't, they don't yeah i guess that's true they don't have the money to but there's just it's to me it's just so much is wasted um oh, yeah. even even like i mean this past year i also went to charleston south carolina and from myrtle beach to charleston there's just towns that are just tumbleweeds man they're just horrible that's, and that's actually because of the military really yeah they consolidated and the the force drawdown fucked yeah. Shaw up hard 
And then there was wow. this whole rezoning thing, and what effectively happened is Shaw Air Force Base contracted significantly. So all the population wasn't there. The, all that land is going to waste, and the, the land where they lived is going to waste, and it started that cycle that way because of well, a you know, force drawdown on Shaw. So that's crazy because, you know, in Edgewood, behind, like, Edgewood— EPG. Yeah, you know, you know, you know those all, all, all those old old barracks. Oh that are yeah, still, are they still there? I don't even know. It's been uh, years. years I I haven't been by there in uh, years and years and years. But we would just go up there because they're like haunted. You know, we would just think oh, they're yeah. haunted. Even you know, so it's but spooky, um, man. Like that's just it's crazy to me that our own government will just pull Do people. They'll just they'll just they'll literally just leave it all the waste. They don't knock it down. They don't give a shit. They're just like whatever. We're gone. See ya. Yeah. And they're just well, it's still it's there. So they it. can tear it down when they need to. Man, but why not sell it? <laughs> why Thank not you. Get, why Thank not? you. We're in the middle of this huge debt crisis with the, the national <laughs> deficit. Why not sell some of that land? Oh, my I mean, God. I just, my just, <laughs> let's not sell it to uh, fucking oil and coal companies. Sure. Yeah. But we got to sell that land. We need the money. We I mean, need the just, liquid. Like, okay, so some of these small towns that I've gone through, okay, I can see why they won't re tear down or rebuild or add on things to those. Okay, because even the people that stayed in the town are just low income. Um, unfortunately, that's just what they are. But the big towns that had the military presence, that had, <laughs> you know, the factories and things that are still owned by those people, just, just abandoned. Yeah, it's just a bandit. Like, so tear it down and sell the property. The yeah, answer is I'm, no, because it's still an asset, technically accumulating value. How Maybe, though? Insurance? I mean, not insurance. Well, like no, interest. Just like just <laughs> property values on on that space continue to uh, accumulate, partly due to inflation and and yeah. the availability of money, uh, the liquidity of money, um, the the uh, everything everything uh goes into this property value over time and property values steadily over time tend to increase they might there might be sharp drops uh of bubbles bursting but they get reinflated right back again it and, just, and it, it's 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 just the cycle hasn't stopped yet it's just wild to me because like i i've just experienced like four or five towns in just one road so just imagine every state has towns like this. Every state has towns like this. Oh, yeah. Every, every state, I mean, it's just like all that drive, land. In upstate New York, you can drive <laughs> into some of them from the 1800s. That's just – that's crazy. Like time passes. Towns move. Towns disappear. That's that's normal behavior. That that does happen over time. Uh, it People migrate to different ones. Uh, popula populations come and go in different places. It, it just that's a natural behavior over time. People are but gonna move to the newer and newer and newer stuff, chase that around until eventually it all fills up, and we gotta start tying down the old. Well, I mean, okay, so it naturally happens. That's fine. Tear down when you leave. You should be responsible to tear down everything that you that you owned if you're banding something and it's not it's not working out or maybe the state needs to get involved and tear down these places and plant fucking trees or do something like like 
just make it a beautiful landscape instead of just leaving these rundown towns. Like, isn't it in PA? There's a place Money. called S Silent Hill. Like this place, like <laughs> the yeah. road is cracked and destroyed. The town yeah. is horrible. Fucking fix it or get just Let it's money. People aren't selling their properties right now because it, they're still recovering the value they lost from the bubble burst. Damn, that's just, I guess, it, you know. Which is just furthering your problem, yeah. And it gets to a point where maybe the state should get involved, but how is the question. Well, is it just going to come take those properties? No, they. I feel like it's one of those things where, okay, well, you haven't did anything with this property in eight years. It goes okay? back into the commons? It's it, No, th they will buy it back from you for a quarter of the price. Or you get nothing, you just let it sit. And by by year fifteen, you have to just give it away or something like. There's got to be some kind of. There's got to be a law in place, where, you you know, you're doing more damage to this town or this state than you are good because you're just leaving, this factory that was here. The, whoever owns this property, you're just letting it mildew and asbestos and all this other shit is just in this town, which is destroying people. And you you need to do something like that. The state has to step in. I. Uh oh, thoughts. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, I'm gonna sit down. Oh, I'm already sitting down. There we go. <laughs> so, the state, the state causing a um, a mandatory turnover, uh, is uh bad. It's bad. Bad. It's super bad. Uh, because you have to have to uh trample on people's property rights to do that. And if you don't have property, you live in a socialism, sir, a period. Uh, and at that juncture, the state is technically capable of taking whatever else they want from you because you let it happen. Uh, well, and can't they just offer the money? They can. They, they can start do a buyback program to their heart's content. That's valid. Yeah. They just can't enforce the turnover. That's okay. where we start having a problem. Uh, and if we did sell the government the land who's to say the government's going to have the money to develop it themselves so how do you buy that land from the government there, there's no it just it gets locked that it's way a, it's an endless pit <laughs> yeah and we're, oh. we're seeing the same thing occur in uh intellectual property rights and uh as originally written it was uh, if you create some new thing, uh, like the first person to actually do uh, Steamboat Willie, for okay. instance, you have a 40-year window with that property, and then it reverts to the commons, and anybody can interact with that idea now. It, it's no holds bar. It's just allowed to be used. Well, Disney didn't want to give up Mickey specifically. Yeah. So they can't. They lobbied Congress as can as a group of constituents are want to do uh, and said, Hey, let's push this back. And then it became 70 years. Uh, it's now up to 118 years, if I'm not mistaken, uh, before Mickey Mouse becomes the commons. Uh, Mickey Mouse specifically might be squiffy because of trademark. Uh, yeah. And that has different rules compared to copyright. Uh, but the the concept is 
still applies. Technically, eventually, Disney has to give up control of Mickey Mouse. Has to, and, by law. And anybody can use Mickey Mouse for whatever. Oh, wow, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's why you see uh, different movie studios doing different versions of uh, myths and legends because they're yeah. part of the commons. They're in the middle. Nobody can claim ownership of them. We've just always had them. Oh, uh, okay. The commons. And Disney's holding up all of the commons for 120 years now uh, from getting there. And it's creating a lot of real pressure on the system in a lot of ways that just aren't valid. Uh, like, there's litigation problems. There's uh, paying paying for the lawyers paying the judges uh the actual man hours taken away from other project that those judges could be working on those lawyers could be working on uh and it just creates this huge spiral where it's pretty unsustainable uh and it will rupture somehow there will be damage caused to the system itself in this rupture uh it's looking like the same thing is going to happen here where a bunch of things are going to spill out into the commons somehow uh, and there's going to be like a land grab. Yeah. Driving prices way up, and then you're going to see an immediate crash again. <coughs> it's just, just we're, it's not going to help. <laughs> it's but just, not, it's, not long term. It's just all, I mean, it's just wild to me because, like, we talked about before in the past that, like, you know, I have this, I have this thought that, you know, oh, we're just going to get overpopulated. And then, you know, you, you know, then we talked about how the, the middle of the country has basically no one. So we have all this land. We have a shitload of space. But honestly, like, I didn't really realize it because growing up in, you know, Baltimore, the suburbs of Baltimore and in a county right next to Baltimore, like these are Maryland's small <laughs> and these are big, these are big cities areas. So I've always been crowded. But it driving feels crowded here because it's old. It's we, old. Yeah, we the Baltimore is found in what sixteen hundred something, fourteen hundred yeah. something. It's yeah, no sixteen, definitely sixteen, sixteen hundred <laughs> something. Uh, like there's a lot of stuff crammed into this very tiny space, and the weird thing is, like if you drive twenty minutes in any direction from downtown. You can be in the patch of woods. Yeah. Very easily. That's like, true. it's I it's not a that. small chance that the wilderness still exists here. It's just in pockets. Yeah. That's part of the problem, though, is that it is only pockets. Well, see, and it just it goes back to what I was saying. Like, these small, these abandoned towns that are near Baltimore or near a populated, because these abandoned towns are probably 30 minutes away from Charlotte, 30, 40 minutes. And they're, you know, event Charlotte's growing right now, but eventually it will be a big city where it's overpopulated. Why not push forward to these places? Why not, you know? There's no need yet. It's yeah. not genuinely population saturated. The so do, do you think they're growing? Do you think the owners of these lands everywhere in the world are literally waiting for the next bloom in this area? I'm gonna hold on to this land. I'm gonna hold on to it because in ten years. Something's going to happen in this land, and I'm going to be the genius that's holding on to it. It might just not... be the, how they're storing wealth. Yeah. Like, they could have just bought that land so they didn't have the liquid 
sitting around and the deed is theirs. It's literally their wealth. That's that's a huge problem. Honestly, or they're, or they're cooking meth in these buildings because they look like fucking meth houses. <laughs> like... no, no, that's what happens to the property. <laughs> oh, yeah. But not because it's owned by some dude, some, some random dude with a retirement account that's eight figures long. Uh, <laughs> like... Uh, but that's what a lot of these properties are, is the assets, the real assets themselves mm -hmm. that a lot of these people are trading around willy-nilly. So a lot, in some places, like, those properties are changing hands. You just, it's not in any one person's possession long enough to do anything with, yeah. or it's they're not incentivized to. They want to make a profit. They want to turn the property over uh, to somebody for a lower rate. Okay, well. And then other ones, are the the long-term wealth asset like this is uh, some people prefer gold bullion i wanted property and they can sell it when they need it but like i don't know i'm i'm, I'm so i'm not confused i'm not confused at all i'm just very dumbfounded that this is going on just because okay i understand what you're saying i understand the whole you know there's just the value of the land and you know, I'm just going to own the land, but like, it's just, it's just a bad, it's bad. I mean, it's just bad. I, we, I mean, when, when I drove past those neighborhoods, land. yeah, I mean, I drove past and they're just like, it's just, I've seen drug deals before in my day and I've seen crackheads and I've seen people like, so, okay. So there's towns in Detroit right now. There's a whole, well, in Flint. yeah, Flint, Michigan is horrible. There's, there's buildings that you know, people are getting raped and murdered in and the people own the land, but they might not own that property, but they own the land and that building's just still there. And as I don't know, it's like a moral thing in my body. If I was a, you know, millionaire, billionaire, and I owned a whole bunch of land, but I knew it was shit, I would try my best to get some, I don't know. I, I like you should, that's when it goes back to what I said. The state needs to at least intervene and say, Hey, there's a lot of crime on your land. You need to, can you do something about it or what's happening? Just that one's a little more valid. Like, cause that's this, it's more because of like, it's aiding and abetting. And at that yeah, like, point, like that asset itself is the problem and yeah. they're aiding and abetting. And you could turn the asset over to the state to sell that way mm -hmm. in the state auctions. Cause I totally yeah. forgot about those. Holy shit. That's how well, you can turn the land over back to the people is the state auctions. Okay. Duh. Well, well, because think about it. Like, if I own, I own, I own my property right now. Well, I just sold it. But if I own this, but if I wanted to rent out this house, and a whole bunch of, like, crackheads moved into the house, who would be liable? The crackheads. I own the, the crackheads. But then you know it, it keeps no, happening in the you, neighborhood. Could you be held liable for uh, it's my, other crimes it's my, that occurred? That's possible. It's, it's my property, but I I like the whole auction thing that you were striking well, there. Uh, That's... So so the mortgage rectifies indemnity, yeah, issues, uh, like inherently as does the leasing contract. Uh, and if you've got a good mortgage and a, a good leasing contract, then you don't have to worry about liability at all. Uh, and I I fundamentally disagree that people should litigate the property owner over mm -hmm. something bad happening on that property. Like the property owner doesn't always have control of that situation. Why, why would you hold them accountable if they weren't in control? You know, 
Okay, so, so if they weren't like, okay, I got, I got. People shouldn't litigate over that, and that itself is a moral issue. Uh, so to each their own. But I don't feel that they should litigate over that. But if they do, leasing contracts and mortgages, uh, I'll pretty much keep you in the clear there. Okay, so say you own a a chunk of land, just land, yeah, and. 25 homeless people decide to start camping out on your land now and then the police <laughs> off they don't police doesn't want this they don't like this it just looks bad for the neighborhood or or the city or wherever this may be the, but, the property owner actually has the ability to step in and tell the police no you can you cannot okay. evict these people from my property uh it's up to it's up to the property holder they might okay. feel humanitarian. They might want the bums off their property as well because it's suppressing the price of the property because fewer people want to live near the bums because nobody wants to realize how fucking awful we are to homeless people. Oh, my uh, God. So nobody wants to buy that property where the bums are, and it drives the price down. So the dude wants them gone. He's directly Wait. incentivized to kick them off his property and let the police take them. Wait, right. Side, side note. Have you have you ever have you ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. Have you seen the homeless population? Actually, there? I haven't. Why did I say that? What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, but no, I'm Hawaii. Just so, I'm I'm familiar with Hawaii. Let me put it that way. Hawaii has a homeless population that is staggering. Amazing. It's <laughs> like, staggering. Um, but that's a that's a side note. We'll, we'll go. It's with, it's okay. impressive if you have land uh, an apartment there and you're yeah. renting. It, it it's it's wild. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so. everybody. It's cross-cultural with the, the, the white people that live there, the, the uh, uh, in, I'll say, indigenous Hawaiians, uh, yeah. and, the, and the Pacific oh. Islanders that aren't Islanders uh, or uh, Hawaiian. Like, ev everybody's got the problem. It's just, you know, I think that, like we said before, the after a while, after the decay of your property and how it's just it's sitting there, <laughs> feel like the state should intervene maybe offer to buy it you know are you going to do anything with it what are your plans and they say no well we offer you x amount of dollars to buy it back from you and at least it's in the state's hands so then they can pull funds later in life or sometime down the line and try to demolish it or make it something then just leave it in somebody's hands that's not going to do anything with it and just let the crime in that area you let just the, made the th what's the difference between the state waiting on it for 20 years and not doing anything until then and a person not doing anything with it for 20 years what is the difference because that that's the crux it's still sitting there rotting and decaying it's still yeah. ugly as shit it's still a waste of resources that we could be using. I mean, the only, why know, do you I feel guess, that I this... guess you're right. I guess you're right. I can't think of like, what is the difference? I mean, you know, there's maybe, maybe the state would have more if, if okay. So, why? And, well, because maybe there is more crime there. Maybe there is raping. Maybe there is people dying in the same property or in the same housing unit, the same block that this person owns, but the other person just looks the other way and tries to stay naive. But then maybe when the state takes over, they leave it, but then they realize, wow, this is on us now because we own this property. We need to do something about this. You know, maybe that's, that's what the charges are for. Yeah, but how many police officers are in towns nowadays? If you see, you know these towns. Have you watched it? There's a documentary well, about yeah, Flint, Michigan. I mean, that, that thing 
disturbed me. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome to America. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, the size of water crisis. Like, just a. Oh, my God. Dude, our whole water infrastructure is not good. It's not good. None of it. None of it. When was the last time you did not hear about a water main breaking somewhere in your metropolis region? An hour ago. You heard about one an hour ago? When yeah, was the one before that? Yesterday? Oh, the day before? Maybe last week? I think when we the biggest one, Duke uh, Duke University has like Duke University pretty much runs this state. I hate to say it, but they have like Duke Power, Duke Water, all these um it's like B it's like BG and E. And that's terrifying. They, they they had a spill, some kind of like spill or something. Water main broke, went into the um the river and then they sucked the, I don't know they tried to filter it back through but it was the worst thing ever and this is big ordeal when we first moved to North Carolina don't drink the water don't do this blah 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 and I was like holy shit it's all good now I mean I still have two eyeballs <laughs> but uh yeah I mean I don't know um but driving just driving to Myrtle Beach trying to enjoy my life I see these old towns and it's just kind of it's just sad it's just a sad situation because well here's an addendum to the whole thing that's why a lot of states have squatters rights if the property hasn't been touched in x long and some squatter shows up and just uh starts working the property uh increasing the, noticeably increasing the property value somehow the title automatically changes over it's now that person's really yeah uh so so, so check out north carolina squatter rights laws so you're you might be able to just roll into some shit. That's what I'm saying. You're telling me I can just rent like a nice. Don't you have know, to rent shit. I'll rent a bobcat. Go down there, destroy some building. <laughs> you have clean. to. You yeah. You got to clean it up and do something clean. with it. Clean it up and then it'd be mine. Oh man. Yeah yeah no that exists all over the country. Nobody has next, any idea. Next episode of Couch on Fire. Rob owns. 15 acres of land <laughs> <laughs> all in separate pieces of north and south carolina <laughs> yeah so where you want to go this week huh you, i got i got the crackheads down here in uh fayetteville then i got uh... you start you start using uh the different properties as collateral to get loans to develop the other properties yeah and you would... set it up in this chain network to where everything is supporting itself and it's just flourishing in your hand <laughs> there's a um there's something called the Senadel. It's a military base in um, South Carolina. Um, it's been around for like a hundred and some years. I don't know if you know. Do you know about it, the Senadel? No. Okay. Um, I think I want to say it's for the Army, if I want to get correct. Anyway, it's a college for military. It's okay. a military college. It's it's like a it's a really really big thing. Actually, the um, was it uh Underwood, the president in House of Cards. Um, he, uh, Frank Underwood, he actually supposedly went to that college, but it's this big, big military college in the South. We went there because my brother-in-law was graduating from, um, UMC, um, which is University of Charleston Medical Center. Okay. And he, they had the ceremony there cause it's a big auditorium and, um, just walking around there. It just, they own so much of Charleston, that military college and, you know, I thought about it then, but I didn't really bring it back up. And then we were just talking about it. It's like, man, imagine if that just crumbles. Like, yeah. imagine if they're just like, they pull it out. They're like, okay, we're not going to do the college there anymore. Because, you know, the military, military could do whatever the fuck they want. That town is destroyed. 
they can do whatever the fuck they want that military so yeah it's destroyed they could just be like you know we're gonna go to texas yeah you know and then well then what and to my right. knowledge citadel is privately owned i don't okay. think they're dod related okay so uh there would be a lot of cost if they decided to move they'd have to see a cost balance in the next 10 years or so uh yeah. for it to be like an effective move but it is possible that's just crazy it's shit they might just look at texas's tax code specifically and say uh mm -hmm. that's that alone is worth the investment or like or another another military base apg yeah it's right right in your backyard you know if you go up to aberdeen they're putting all these restaurants in there hotels they have all these other things they have a Aberdeen's minor league getting base. developed again but apg could shut down at any freaking moment and send all the troops elsewhere it's hard to like i i see the point of building around stuff like that and you know but it's it's also there's a demand for it it's scary as shit well things like, just things change over time yeah i know decay is the natural opposite of creation you're like i want to see all this creation but i don't want to see any of the decay no i, I mean i i don't it i don't want to. well how about this i want i want things to be born I want it to grow, and then I want it to die. But then I want it to do it again, recycle. I want it to go through this, again and again. And you feel like the cycle is stalled. I feel like, yeah, I don't think it's stopped. I definitely feel like it's definitely at a, it's at a stall. It's, it's just, it's just not going. It's at a halt. It's not going anywhere. And I feel like, in my lifetime, I would like to see it bloom again. I would like to see, you know, it all goes back to our economy. Our economy get better. And then more towns will get better, states will get better, things will get better, you know. Quality of life would improve. Yeah. I always try not to get, um, you know, political or talk about anything, anything to do with politics. But you pull it out of me. What the uh, fuck? I don't know <laughs> what I did this time. I know exactly what you did. No, you explicitly asked about the effects of the listen, economy. Listen, listen, I know. What am I supposed to say? I, it, it's a mystery? Listen. In, in middle school, we were talking about George Bush. Do you remember this conversation? I, I remember me bitching about W a lot. That's sure. And, because, and ever since that conversation, you've been pulling it out of me. And I don't like it. I liked Ralph Nader. <laughs> I was a fan of um, Johnson. Rest in peace, Rest in peace Ralph Nader. He's right up until uh, he disappointed every libertarian possible. <laughs> Oh, because he, yeah. he could have defended what is Aleppo with why the fuck should I care? It's none of our business. Do we have people there? We shouldn't. What are we doing in Syria? Dude. So, That's the so, correct answer. <laughs> so one more other thing that I wanted to bring up with you um, besides this like empty town thing. So we get to Myrtle Beach after looking through all these depressing villages mm -hmm. and I never knew how big CBD was until I went to Myrtle Beach. Now, I understand it's a tourist section, but they had stores that just sold CBD. Um, it's a fresh it's, – it's a fresh new market. And – well, why is it not everywhere? Like, I don't understand. Like, it's just – now, now I, I do know it's that – still edgy. I do know that South Carolina put in – they passed the bill, but now it's got to go to, like, the house about legalizing medical marijuana down there. Yeah. Um, so, which most like, 
there's a 95% chance it's going to happen. Um, but with that said, it's just like, it's crazy to me because, I mean, I walked into a, you know, I still call them head shops, but I walked into one and they had like, I mean, you name the food, they had it. They had they had CBD salt and pepper. They had CBD chocolate covered cherries. They had CBD, like, I was like, man. Now, I know Maryland has dispensaries and I'm sure they have all kinds of crazy stuff like that. But I'm not used to that. So that was just crazy to me. And I just thought that was funny. I wanted to bring that up with you. <laughs> it's this brand new fledgling market. Nobody's sure how, how well it's going to do long term. But there's there's a demand for it right now. And everybody wants a piece. So that's well, getting uh, saturated. Yeah. They're not taxing it like tobacco. Because obviously tobacco taxes everywhere yeah. are a little bit higher. And like I buy my e-juice from places and I don't have to pay that tax on that um, tax on it because I don't I get zero mil um, so they're not taxing which is good uh, it's still expensive the CBD and You've I got to manufacture it yeah I feel like and people have asked me because I'm very open about it and I talk to people about it at work and they've always asked me and they're just like oh man I want to do it and I'm like you're not going to get high bro just yeah, to give like, you his <laughs> like but i thought that was funny going down there and i mean i'm i'm excited for that i'm excited for a lot of things but you know should be fun it's, it's a it's a brand new market man like a lot of things are happening i mean hey beach towns i mean even they're getting old too I haven't been to Ocean City in a while, but I'm still the I'm still the same fucking hotels are there. The same oh. building. Some of the buildings are still there. There's a lot of you know. Well, there's there's been some changeover as well. There there's been building, like they're developing the boardwalk. Um, are they changing shit on the boardwalk? Don't tell me that. Uh, Ocean City. Ocean City has. Oh, look, a Johnny's place. moved. What? Yeah, and the one downtown shut down. Dude, the, the um. Ocean City has like a, a little hold on my heart that a lot of people don't know. And it's just the it's just the history and the memories. And there's a couple places that I hope never leave. And one of them is called uh Dole Rollers. Oh my god, that's the They're best. There. Um and then there's this other little store. It's really hard to find. It's called the Rapper. It's um they do they well, the Java Town Flea Market does this too, but it's like stuffed pretzels with cheese and meat. <laughs> like it's it's amazing. Anyway, um I don't know about that one. I hope that's still there. But no, I mean, Myrtle Beach, you drive through the city. It's it's beautiful. It's great. But they're tearing down houses, making new houses. They're just, you know, it's just they're developing a, there. It's good. I mean, I it, it leaves me promise that they're going to expand because they're spanning out, too, because newer homes developments are right outside of Myrtle. Like we're, mm -hmm. we're not trying to live in like the city of Myrtle Beach. We're trying to live in the county, which Myrtle Beach is in, which is called Ori Hori County. Yes, Hori. Ori Hori. Yeah, one of those. And it's big. I mean, but we're not trying to live like we five, fi five, 15, maybe 20 minutes away from the beach is great because, but when it's tourist season, that's going to be the fun. That's going to be the fun times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, traffic for no reason at random times of the day. I'm going to damn you. Sometimes I'm just going to be like, ah, Alex. You totally called this. God damn you. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's uh, 40 minutes, sir. Oh, perfect. Yay. Let's ride. <laughs>